Stop Sucking at Business, Episode 24. It's time to grow your business, stop spinning your wheels, and build the life you deserve. And I'm here to help. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking at Business. Hello. Welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you here. Today, I want to talk about something that ah, is so hard to do. And it's learning to create a business environment when you work from home. And it's something that I'm struggling with right now, actually, because some of you know, I, uh, I'm closing my studio. And for the time being, I am running this podcast and MeganBrame.com from the comfort of my one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, New York. And you can sometimes hear little jingling behind me. And that is one of our two cats walking around driving me crazy. And it's difficult. It's really difficult to have the discipline to create this environment where shit needs to get done, right? So that's what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about four different ways that you can do this when you're working from home, whether you're doing freelancing or you're starting off your side gig, or you're just doing it full time in your home, which is awesome. Let's get started. First, I want to thank Shopify. You guys know I love Shopify. They're my sisters from another mister. They're amazing. They're just, they've always been amazing. I've had websites on them for over a year and no problems, zero problems. If you go to meganbrame.com slash Shopify, that's my affiliate link. You can get a free trial without a credit card. Boom. Love them. Want their babies. Amazing. Okay. Let's talk about this. I wanted to bring this up because it's something that I am really struggling with. And it's mostly because I suck at creating a schedule for myself, but I know that that is the key. I know that I need to write things down and I will never be an Evernote person. I need to like physically write things down with a pen, with my nice thick pen, my, you know, gel pen thing. I love those things. I'm a pen nerd and I need to write it down so that I can cross it off. And if I don't write it down, it doesn't get put in my schedule. And if it doesn't get put in my schedule, I flounder and I never get it done. So that's step one that I want to talk about that I'm going to do with you guys. This challenge this week is going to be me and you holding hands, being besties, making our businesses go better. So step one, create a schedule. I talk about this actually in my 30 day challenge, which is set the schedule, but don't overload yourself. You should only do about three tasks a day. And if you have more tasks than that, that need to get done, then you need to outsource or automate or delegate. You know, I claim to you guys all the time that that needs to get done. If you're not doing it. You are giving me sad face. So pick three things each day that absolutely must be done by you. Schedule them, write them down, put them in Google calendar or whatever calendar you use. If you see them, you'll know to do them, right? I can't rely on my brain anymore, not because I have dementia, but because I have so much in it. You know, I'm always thinking about like, 
If you look around my workspace, there are notebooks everywhere. I love legal pads. I love notebooks. I love writing things down. And I have all these different ideas and they are just everywhere. And like for products or things I want to talk about or people I want to interview, things like that. And it seems like chaos to have like all of these notebooks around, but it's actually a lot better for me because I can write it out and I can think it out. You know what I mean? I can like, for example, I want to do a class on um, creating like from going from Etsy to Shopify and how to like ramp that up for success. And in my head, I was like, okay, Etsy to Shopify class. Cool. But then when I wrote it down, I was like, what does that even mean? What am I, who cares? You know what I mean? So by writing it out, like, okay, module one will be this module two will be this module three, four, five, et cetera, et cetera. So that way I was able to chunk it out and see like, is this not only a viable product, but is this something that is teachable in a course? You know what I mean? So get a schedule and write things down. Don't keep it in your head because if it's in there, it's not well thought out. It's just in there along with the bills you got to pay and the cat food you got to buy and the dentist appointment you got coming up. So write it down. Write down three things a day you need to do. That'll help you. When you're creating the schedule, chunk out your time, just like you would if you were at a normal job. So my schedule is I wake up around 8.30, feed the cats the breakfast. Then I do 10 minutes of meditation, which is something I'm, I'm new to. So I'm not going to recommend it yet, but I see a lot of people are doing it. A lot of successful people that you know I want to be when I grow up. So I've begun to force meditation. <laughs> Sounds like a weird way to put it. Um, force meditation into my schedule. So wake up, cat food breakfast, meditate. Then I have breakfast. I write out the things I have to do each day. And then I will look at my social media. I'm trying really hard not to look at my email until later on in the day because I don't want it in my brain. You know, I don't want all these other things in my brain. I want to focus on what I am doing and focus on what I need to do. Then I'll talk to everybody else. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like checking my social media is kind of a compromise for that. If there was some sort of disaster piece theater that I needed to be a part of, it'll probably show up on my Twitter feed or something like that. So, okay. From there, I do about two to three hours of business. So we're getting into like 10, 10 And that's when I'll do either, um, depending on the time of month and the day, the content varies. So I batch my stuff. So there will be days of tutorial writing or podcast creation or blog writing, video creation, things like that depends on the day, but I usually knock out about two to three hours of that. And then I take my lunch break and my lunch break is away. No computer. I won't sit near my computer. I'll move somewhere else and eat my lunch. And then I will try and get some sort of sun on my face just to like, I don't know if this is happening where you live, but where I live, we have vitamin D issues. It's like in Brooklyn. I don't know if it's like skyscrapers or we're all just huddled inside like angry hermits that our vitamin D is really low statistically. So I don't know what it is. Let's say your vitamin D should be at a hundred. Okay. Like your vitamin D level should be at a hundred. Mine was at 19 and my doctor's like, stop it. What are you doing? 
stop it. So I had to fix that by uh, taking like crazy amounts of vitamin D and then switching to a vitamin D pill every day. And I also forced myself to go outside, go outside, get some sun, get away, you know, just like clear my head. Sometimes I'll go for a walk if I feel like I have the time or if I want to think something out, I'll go for a walk. That's kind of like my shower thoughts, ideas. That's where all of like my, it's, I just get a lot of thinking done. So I'll go for a walk, try and think or just clear my head, get some sun on my face, get outside. Then I'll come back and I'll usually work on networking. I'll usually do about two to three hours of networking, whether that's, uh, and that includes my social media. So that'll be um, either Twitter or Pinterest. And I have separate days for both of those because they're big sources of traffic for me. So I want to focus on them, but I don't want to overwhelm myself. So I'll do a few hours of outreach that includes Twitter. And it's not just like three hours of Twitter. I would drive myself crazy, but it includes like, okay, I'm going to focus on creating content for Twitter, talking to people on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And then that's also when I'll really start answering emails and really focusing on what I need, what I need to source from my email to my business, you know? So it's not like taking pitches that I get a lot of pitches from people and it's all about stuff that is not anywhere in my world at all. Like I just got a pitch today about how to use lemons in summer. Like, I don't, cool. I don't, I, well, this isn't going to help me. So I'll try and do that. And I try to somewhat organize my email, getting like the number next to my email box, like seeing that bold number of unread emails gives me anxiety. So I really try very hard to clear it out and not, I haven't had a zero inbox for a while, so I'm not going to even pretend that that's an option, but I try really hard to get it under 10 emails that are, that I know I need to look at, but I weed everything else out. And that's what I do every day. And then, so that's about three, four o'clock, sometimes five o'clock. Then I will figure out what I need to do for the next day. I will jump on Periscope because that's usually about the time I Periscope. Um, and then I will take that over to my editor, my podcast video editor, or if it's just uh, like a vlog every day thing that I don't really need her for, I'll just put it on YouTube. I'll set any reminders I have to do. Like I have a certain time that Pinterest ads have to go. I don't run them all the time. I run them during the most um, valuable times for me, which I can talk, I'll talk about in another episode. And so I'll make sure all those reminders are running. I'll finish up all of my emails. And then that's about 5, 5.30. And that's when cats need dinner, which I know I sound like a baby spoil of my cats, but they have some digestive issues. So they have to have certain meals and they'll start yelling at me if they don't get their dinner. So that usually happens about 5, 5.30. And then I start wrapping up and that's the end of my day. And my husband will get home around 6.30. Usually I'll... I'll make dinner or I'll make dinner for me. He has very specific food tastes, which what the name of his blog is vegetablesuck.com, you know, so it, it's a bit difficult to cook for him sometimes. Unless, you know, I'm just making pasta or something, then he's up for it. But, and that's my day. There are times when I go a little bit off schedule, like when I need to run my Pinterest ads or when there's uh, an interview I need to do and their schedule doesn't coincide with my 
usual schedule, but usually for the most part, I have my schedule very regimented and I have to because I will flake. I will flake. I will look at Facebook for billions of hours all day if I want to. I'll look at pins all day. I will look at Reddit all day and know that I have shit to do, but I won't do it because I'm avoiding it. So if I have this very disciplined schedule, it forces me to work. And that's the only way I succeed. When I tried to do this before with my product-based business, I would just flake. I would be like, I don't even know. Like I would find anything to do but work. And that's because the world was my oyster and I could do whatever I wanted. And I think that's so bad. That's so where everybody fails. So my number one tip is to create the schedule. Number two, separate your workspace. And I know that's difficult, especially, like I said, I live in a one bedroom apartment. It's not anything major. It's my desk is right next to my husband's desk in our living room. And I usually recommend, if you can, to leave your workspace out of your bedroom. I feel like your bedroom is really like this. It should be kind of sacred. It should be your sanctuary where you just veg, get away. I know people like Ariana Huffington and I think Pat Flynn too. Like they leave their cell phones out of their bedrooms. It's just, it is a space for calm and it is a space for relaxation. And I recommend that too. I haven't been able to actually get rid of my phone, especially because I use a sleep machine on my phone, but I appreciate that. And I think that a big step is to make sure that your workspace isn't your bedroom. If you can't do that, if can't and space is a premium, I get it, but try to have a place that is separate for your work. It helps you. It helps you focus. It helps you know that this is work time. This isn't work time plus keeping up with the Kardashians. Do you know what I mean? So that's my tip two. My tip three is to set goals. And I know that sounds like duh, but set quantifiable goals, set goals that are cross offable. So increasing my Twitter followers. What does that mean? Well, creating more profit. But what does that mean? You made a dollar. Does that win? No. Set attainable, make your goals attainable-ish, which I'll talk about in a second, but make them quantifiable so that you can cross them off and they're not just this sort of like happy-go-lucky, blah, 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 floaty, flaky goal. It's like, I will make $10,000 this month. Okay, now that I know I need to make $10,000, that equals $2,500 a week. That equals whatever that is a day. That equals whatever that is an hour. Okay, what is going to move my needle forward each hour so that I make this amount of money. It just helps you figure out action plans rather than I want more profit this month. Well, what does that mean? I want $10,000 this month. Great. Let's get to work. So that's what you should do. Set your goals. And now when I say attainable ish, people will take the easy way out when it comes to setting goals. I've done it. I'm so guilty of it until I figured out what I was doing. And I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. I was doing this so long. You'll take the easy out if you can. And it's not your fault. It's what everybody does. And it doesn't push you. So let's say you've been making 10,000 a month in your business. And you're like, I think I'm going to go for that again. I know I can hit it. It'll be easy. I'll be good. 
why are you, how are you challenging yourself? How are you doing anything that's going to be, how are you moving your business forward if you're just hitting status quo? You know what I mean? Or, well, the past three months, I've gotten 30 new newsletter subscribers every month. So I'm going to try for like 35. That's not really a stretch. It's not really anything that's going to put you out of your comfort zone. Instead, I think what you should do is, all right, the past three months, I've gotten 30 newsletter subscribers every month. I'm going to go for 120 this month. I'm going to just knock that out of the water. And you're like, wait a minute, Megan, shut up. That's like, my hands are sweaty. What are you talking about? Or I make 10,000 every month. I'm going to go for 25,000 this month and see what happens. What? What are you talking about? This isn't $25,000 a month season. You're insane. I'm not insane. Well, I am insane, but not for this reason. If you do a goal that is attainable-ish, like it's not totally out of the realm of possibility. It's not you're going from 10,000 a month to a million a month. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're going from 10,000 a month to 25,000 a month. It's 2.5 times. Right? Is that the right math? You know what I mean? What you've done before. What you know you can do before. What you've done consistently before. So it stretches you. And if you don't hit that goal, if you don't hit 25, let's say you consistently make 10,000 a month and you're shooting for 25,000 this month and you don't hit it, you hit 17,000. Well, dude, you just made an extra $7,000 from your comfort zone. You know what I mean? Like you almost doubled what you made, what you've consistently made because you tried to reach a bigger goal. And that's what I'm saying. Like these goals might feel awful and they might feel scary. But even if you miss them, you still did so much better than you did before. So that's what I think. That's what I think when you should set goals attainable-ish and quantifiable. Last thing, work versus play. This is probably one of the hardest things to do when you're working from home is work mode, play mode. And when you're self-employed, this is especially true when you are friends with other entrepreneurs, you'll find ways to play, like, I'm going to text my friend because she's an entrepreneur. I know she's home. Or I'm going to go for coffee with my other friend because she's a business coach. And I know that she can. That's great. It's great to have that freedom. But remember that you've got to make money still. Nobody is counting. On, you can't count on anybody else for your money now, right? So I usually will schedule my play which sounds like I am, I don't even know, crazy. I know I'm crazy, but I will schedule. I will say Wednesdays, I will meet people for coffee. I don't meet people for dinner anymore because that just turns into a disaster. And not like, not like a friend disaster, but more like I'll wake up in the morning after a lot of glasses of wine. and like, oh my God, I better do a podcast today. Are you kidding? So I don't meet people for dinner anymore. I don't meet people for drinks anymore. I'll meet people for breakfast or for coffee or for lunch. And I'll meet them on Wednesdays. And that sounds like I'm the worst friend in the world. Sorry. I guess I hope they, I hope they don't think that way. But I've got to focus and I've got to hustle. And I love my friends very much, but I got things to do. And if I want to keep paying for breakfast and paying for coffee, then I got to make some money, right? So that's what I do. Also, along those lines too, I shut off my business when my husband gets home. It's just not, he's, you know, he's my why. He's my priority. And so I don't want to half listen to him and half check my email. 
So I make sure that my work time and my play time are kept separate and kept sacred. I think that is a big, big thing that, have you ever heard of scope creep? It's this thing in project management where you have this scope of your project and things just kind of slowly creep into like, well, I know I wasn't supposed to do this, but it'll take like five minutes. So I'll just do it. Or I know that, you know, I wasn't supposed to create images for this, but I'm just going to do it anyways, because I don't feel like dealing with it. I don't feel like outsourcing or whatever. And that's what happens in your business too. That's what happens when you start saying like, well, I'll just, I'll just check my email when we're watching TV. I mean, it's, it's no big deal, right? It's no, and then all, all of a sudden you see this email of like, I need your reply that it really could have waited, right? It really could have waited. Keep it sacred. Keep it separate. So let's recap. One, set your schedule. Stick to your schedule. Three things that need to get done every day. Write them down. Number two, workspace. Keep your workspace separate from your life space. Number three, set goals that are quantifiable and attainable-ish. Number four, work versus play. Keep them separate. Keep them sacred. Keep going. Dude, you got this. You got this. I'm so excited. I love this topic. As you can tell, it's like 25 minutes that I've been talking about this. And it's something that I constantly work on. And I'm going to work on it with you too. So do me a favor. Leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And let me know if you like this episode. If this is something you're into, like creating more steps and talking about all of these different things, I want to do it with you. So just pop over to iTunes and leave me a review and let me know what you thought about this episode. That'll help me figure out if I should keep doing these or keep doing something else. Okay. Awesome. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you loved this. Let's talk soon. Okay.